G'day everyone, David Redden and Jimmy Newburn here with another edition of the now very famous Jimmy and Redders NRL podcast. G'day Jimmy, how are you tonight mate, you well? Very well Redders, uh, just looking forward to Easter moment, I'm not sure how famous it is, but um, yeah, looking forward to the Easter break and, and getting away for a little while. It's famous in our own lunchtime Jimmy, that's all we need to worry about. Okay, uh, results last week, uh, some of these, your multi didn't win either because the Knights let you down my friend. Now the multi was a pretty poor, poor one last week. I got a couple up myself, but not one that I tipped last week for everyone else. Hopefully, nobody jumped on. Okay, going back to last Thursday, which seems an eternity ago, in a great game of footy, Penrith twelve, Melbourne ten. The Dragons thirty-eight over Jimmy's Manly twelve, but we won't talk much about that because my Roosters got missiled by the Rabbits, twenty-six sixteen the same night, and some serious injury concerns, and I do mean serious for the Roosters. That doesn't excuse the win. Uh, the Rabbits played good footy. The Warriors came from the dead to beat the Raiders. and a very, It's always good to see Ricky Stewart cranky and upset, isn't it, Jimmy? It's always one of the league's best things to see him sulking and carrying on like a pork chop, which he, he did. He does have a bit of history. Yes. Oh, he's, got more, he's got a longer record than Ivan Milat. The Broncos, 24 over. The Bulldogs, zero. And the Bulldogs have got serious issues. I would like to speak to you about the Bulldogs' continued pursuit of Matt Burton later on, if we can. The uh, Eels, which was part of your multi, demolished the Sharks, 28-4. The West Tigers upset the Knights at the Newcastle International Sports Centre, 24-20. The West Tigers finally showing some ticker with about time. And the Titans, 44 over the Cowboys, 8. Going to talk to you about the Cowboys later because interesting press today about who the Cowboys are after on a three-year deal, Jimmy. Uh, just briefly, any highlights there for you? Um, any, anything of, of great note, I suppose? Luke Keery and um, Lachlan Lamb going down injured for the Roosters doesn't help. Manly not playing good football. The Dragons are. Penrith looking good. Um, any, and the Warriors, an excellent win in Canberra. Jimmy, what, what, how do you surmise last week? Oh, I think Canterbury struggles again. They have to nil, I think, the second time in a two weeks in a row, I think it is, is it, to nil? Um, Trent Barrett um, sort of come in as the uh, the attacking guru, and at the moment they're not they're not scoring points, and, and they're certainly conceding quite a few. They've scored a couple of tries in round one against the Knights, but that was pretty ordinary. I think South sort of flexed their muscle a little bit. Um, I thought against all bad the injury the injury riddled Roosters, but they um, they're starting to stick it together. South and only very early, but they'd have to be up into the top two or three in the favourites, I think, for the for the premiership up there with um, with the Panthers. I think. Yep. Um, and the Cowboys, yeah, Todd Maitens has got to be under the pump already three rounds in. He's already got the guys offside after spraying down Malolo week one and nothing seems to be going right for them up there. And Gold Coast absolutely demolished, almost from 50 on them, 44 I think it was. So it was um, yeah, the, since the grand final, I don't think they've done They've, they've gone downhill rapidly since the, um, the 2015 grand final. Oh, of course, they, yes, they have. And the, these things are accurate. There are a few teams that need to have a bit of a look at themselves at the moment. Um, the Bulldogs, Manly are not playing good football. They're not being convincing at all. Um, they, they certainly need a couple of their Jets back. Uh, Brisbane held off the naysayers. North Queensland's got all sorts of problems. We might, have speak, might as well speak about it now. Big, big press today. There was a meeting held either yesterday or today. North Queensland are into Adam Reynolds with a three-year deal, Jimmy, um, that South won't give him more than one. I think that Reynolds might be very tempted to go to Townsville. He does have uh, a beautiful wife and four young children, and he is from Sydney. But the opportunity of a three-year contract to see out his career must be very enticing, particularly the opportunity of buying real estate in North Queensland reasonably cheap as part of his investment portfolio. 
Yeah, the um, the Cowboys obviously, as we just spoke about, they haven't um, they haven't done much since the grand final. Jonathan Thurston retiring soon after that's probably probably got something to do with it. So halfbacks, obviously, the key to to that. And, and Adam Reynolds is certainly one of the best in the comp. He's probably the top three or four halfbacks in the comp. But yeah, South surprisingly, I don't know if, whether they have salary cap issues or whatnot. They won't they won't give him the extended contract. Um, but one of the um, one of the experts brought it up, brought a good point up the other week. It's um, safe. It hasn't quite taken South apart from the Premiership six or seven years ago. They've done a whole heap. He's taken them to a heap of prelims. We can't quite get them over the line. So maybe maybe the boss of South are um, have worn a bit thin and, and want to look elsewhere. You know, uh, uh, there's also press today in the same article that Michael Morgan may have to retire with a very bad shoulder. So North Queensland are getting close to being desperate. They've got Cal Malolo on 10 mil for 10 years. It sounds like a Buddy Franklin deal to me. Um, but, you know, that I could, moving for Reynolds is not a dumb move. Certainly he can get them around the paddock. So it be really interesting to watch what happens there, Louis, uh, Jimmy, um, and where that develops. I think it'll be resolved more quickly rather than long-term because Reynolds wants security. He's bought a big, uh, bought an expensive property at Rosebury and he wants to, you know, he'll want to secure his family's future. So watch this space, mate. I really do think so. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think I think from a Cowboys' point of view, they want to. They probably want to lock up someone. I think Jake Clifford's off to Newcastle next year. They want to lock yes. someone up. So it's hard to sign players if you haven't got a halfback signed for the next year. So um, if they certainly Reynolds would certainly be enticing to, to a few people that might might be thinking about making the move up there. Indeed, on to round four, the Thursday night game and the Friday afternoon game have got massive favourites and big outsiders. First of all, uh, Jimmy, I'm not sure if you're going to this one uh, down, down at Brookie, but uh, Manly hosting Penrith at, at Brookvale, 8.05 on Thursday night football. Can the Bulldog, can Manly do something here? Can they do something? In a word? No. No. <laughs> I don't think so. Penrith are, Penrith are red hot. Um, we couldn't. They probably competed for about 15 or 20 minutes against the George and Penrith's obviously just that. Penrith are a massive step up. Desi obviously happy with how they're going, naming an unchanged side yet again, uh, which is quite surprising. I think he maybe just hanging his coat on, on Turbo coming back. But I don't think uh, Tom Trebojevic should make a 40-point difference to the ads or the money. They've conceded 192 points in five rounds, in five games going back to last year. Um, and Penrith had Nathan Cleary back. Uh, they lose Edwards, but young Stephen Crichton goes to fullback, and then that really lose a whole heap. And, and the guy you mentioned before, uh, Matt Burton, into the centres for um, for Penrith. So, but yeah, Manly, you know, you'd like to think a home crowd, Thursday night home crowd before Easter. I don't know what the how enticing it is to possibly go out and watch your team get get pulled, um, get absolutely um, beaten comfortably um, on a Thursday night. I think I'd rather sit at home and watch it so I can switch it off at half time. And, and and have and have the the great pup buys are all over you, no doubt. Um, how is the how is the pup? No doubt, how's he going? All right. He's going all right, mate. He's, he's too worn out. He's he's, he's just trying to get him out, get him out, having a walk every afternoon. He's, he's too worn out now. He's asleep on the lounge. Oh, very good. Now um, the next day is the traditional Easter clash between Canterbury and the Rabbits at Stadium Australia, four o'clock um, on Friday. I'm sorry, I can't see Canterbury getting near the Rabbits. I reckon the Rabbits will win 13-plus here. Oh, big tell, easily. I think um, Latrell Mitchell and Alex Johnson might um, certainly get over the line a few times. Um, Alex Johnson scored, I think it was nine in his last five at ANZ as well, which I assume would be where 
yeah, I'll put a few over line against the Roosters when he scored five last year. Um, we won't mention that. Thank you very much. No, no, we, we weren't going to mention that, were we, David? Obviously, no. um, we're not live. No, not at all. Um, Latrell Mitchell, I think he's leading. He's leading a couple of MVP awards. Only three rounds in, but I said it the same. I said a few weeks ago he's in for a big year, and he's certainly um, just learning that game of fullback and and his fitness levels obviously improving. And as he learns it, I think he's he's continuing on his way and. The interesting bit I saw yesterday, I think they've got a few salary cap issues. Dane Gagai got offered, I think, to Parramatta through the week. So, which Parramatta, I assume, knocked back. He's still playing in the side tomorrow night. So, that's an interesting one. He's been in a few clubs. Um, prolific Trisker on the origin side, but maybe hasn't quite translated that to club foot. He's been a good club player, but, but a better origin player. Oh, yeah, uh, he has been. He, every time he goes to a higher level, and he hasn't let Australia down either when he's played for Australia. It's saying that. Red, as I reckon, you could sit on the end of that back line the Queensland had um, and, and score quite a few tries. Ex- except for Jimmy. Jimmy, I would rather play for Victoria than play for Queensland. I would <laughs> never wear maroon. I'm telling you, I don't like either state. I would rather play for South Australia. I would never wear maroon. I respect them a lot, but I'm telling you, I would never play for Queensland. I don't care. I'm a New South Walesman. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair, but yeah, South, South will win that comfortably. Um, Cody Walker's on fire as well. Um, yes, he is. And, and I wouldn't be surprised if the Bulldogs again don't score another don't score a point yet again. It's it's the pressure's certainly going to start mounting. Trent Barrett's under no pressure at all this year, but um, just certainly needs to get the fans on side pretty early and needs to start scoring some points. The Friday night game, um, the Brisbane Broncos have been given an, given an exemption by the Victorian government to play this game in Melbourne. Um, and I don't think the Brisbane Broncos will be going home for a while, Jimmy, after this. I think they'll be on the road for a while. Um, the Storm hosting the Broncos. This is actually quite an interesting game now, but I do think the Storm, after two successive losses, will fight back, and I think that they'll beat Brisbane. But I think Brisbane will put up a decent performance. Yeah, I, th- I think Melbourne will be, be comfortable. I'm actually going to this game too, Redders. Um, I'll, fly out, I'll fly down tomorrow afternoon, uh, Friday afternoon down to Melbourne um, for a weekend, so... Catching that game with with a few mates, um, I see. I see Pappenhausen back in, and Harry Grant's not far away. Pappy back in, and Brisbane will get boosted. Huss and uh, Lodge, I think, are back into the front row. But I'm not so sure. It's um, it'll be enough to, to get get the Melbourne two in a row. I don't know when the last time they lost three in a row was. So I'd, I'd imagine it'd be, be about ten years or more ago. Um, yeah, I, I think I, I think they'll really stamp their authority a bit there, and obviously Brisbane being a bit thrown around this week. With not knowing where they're going to be or go home, so I think they're based in Sydney now. So, um, but oh yeah, I'll be back. I'd see Melbourne quite comfortably. Oh look, I I think that that's a reasonable expectation. But Brisbane will be reasonably confident after a couple of abject results they got. They arrested that certainly. There is still pressure. I don't think there's pressure on Kevy, but I think there's pressure on the club if they have another poor year. Now the Saturday game. Um, now this is interesting. I'm reading this at the moment, yes. Jimmy. I'm not sure if you are. Cobra. Cobra. Yes. So it, it is not – that game has been moved, hasn't it? So the Cowboys and Sharks were due to play on the Sunshine Coast. This game's been moved to Cogra Jubilee. So the Sharks will play a home game against the Cowboys, originally designated for the Sunshine Coast. The Cowboys have been clearance to fly into Sydney because they're not going through Brisbane. And this game's been played at Cogra Jubilee. It's the Twilight game on Saturday. The Sharks are $1.35, the Cowboys $3.25. I can't see the Sharks losing this. The Cowboys are rubbish at the moment. 
Yeah, it's, it's actually part of a doubleheader as well. The Gold Coast are playing 7.30 game. That's 4.15, the Sharks game, and the Gold Coast will play after it. But, yeah, the yes. Cronulla and Will Kennedy, I think, has been named. Um, yeah, it's self So Townsend and, and Graham, I think, have just got to pass the uh, concussion protocols. Um, they only lose Nakora, but the Cowboys are just woeful that he's dropped. He's actually dropped Jake Clifford and, and SR Masters. And obviously Morgan's ongoing issues, but Val Holmes back in number one, and um, I don't think it'll be enough. It's not like probably like the Manly side and even the Bulldog side. There's not um, there's not a whole heap in that seventeen that'll get games at, at some of the top clubs. Uh, it's it's a pretty poor looking side. I think Cronulla Cronulla we I'll be hurting last week. They had a big loss last week. Probably expected to do a bit better, but um, I think Cronulla reasonably comfortable. Yeah, look, can't disagree there. I think they'll be comfortable. I think almost 13 plus is on the cards. So the second game of the double header, this is a Titans home game. It has also been moved. So that's a massive afternoon, actually, Cogger Jubilee. That'll be some good football and it'd be worth buying it. If you're in Sydney, there's a really good chance at a rare double header. The 7.45 game is the Titans and the Raiders. So Gold Coast hosting Canberra, 4th v 6. This is almost a match of the round, and this should be a cracking game of football. The Raiders are listed as favourites, but I am I think the Gold Coast Titans have got a lot of ability, Jimmy, and I think that they're dangerous. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually leaning towards the Gold Coast. Yeah, definitely, it's my roughie of the week, but I think I, I haven't done my tips for the week, but full tips for the week, but I think the Gold Coast, I'm leaning towards tipping them. Canberra, Canberra are a very, very good side, but... Um, they lost two players in the first 10 minutes, another one five minutes later. So they played pretty much 70 minutes, almost 65 to 70 minutes with with 14 players last week and couldn't quite hold on to the big lead they had. The Warriors just steamrolled over the top, scored scored off what was probably a full, well, what was a forward pass, um, which is what sort of got Ricky Stewart, I think, fired up. But um, It was. Uh, that, that's, I'm not a massive Ricky Stewart fan, but he's got every right to be cranky and... Uh, Graham Annesley, sorry to interject, Graham Annesley clearly said that there, there was a mistake made. Oh, it's huge. That was, yeah, it was one of the most forward passes, probably the biggest forward pass since the uh, 2013 Grand Final with the Roosters, Dave, um, with Kenny Dale and Sonny Bill. That wasn't forward, it was flat. <laughs> I knew I'd get a reply there. That was pretty quick. That was good. Settle down. Everybody, all the Roosters fans know that it was a flat pass to, to Sonny. Of course they did. Of course they did. Tom Brady. I thought it was throwing the ball, but anyway. <laughs> oh, you're funny, Jimmy. You're a classic. You're a class act, James. Absolutely. Uh, but yeah, look, the Titans, um, they're, well, they're the best Queensland team. They were last year, and they're, they're proving it again this year. And they're, they're all, I think they're top eight. They're not locked, but they they should be top eight. They can push the top four if they really get going. Alexander Brimson, AJ Brimson at the back. Fantastic player. Scored the first try last week. Um, David Fafita's just in outstanding form. He's just yes. absolutely dominant at the moment. Tyrone Peach, he's actually he's playing in a better side now and seems to have a bit more freedom, a bit more confidence. So um, there's a cracking it's a cracking game, I think. It probably is, as you said, match of the round. Jack White in the halves there, probably to try and push Camber around. Um, Chris Sebastian Chris and Ryan James have been named. They've obviously got a fast they're, they're the ones that had the head clash last week, so if they can uh, if they, certainly if they can pass their tests, um, That'll be a huge boost if they can be inclusions. Oh, look, it's it should be a cracking game of football. It really should. Um, I favour the Gold Coast um, just because I think that they, they're they one of the teams in the NRL with a massive upside. I think Newcastle or the other, despite last weekend's apparition. But no, the, I, I favour the Gold Coast just, and I just want to see Ricky Stewart's face grumpy again. Sorry. Sorry to say that, Rick. 
Just, now, Jimmy, before we go any further, do you want to tell everybody your sporting weekend? Um, I know you're going to see Melbourne and Brisbane. Who else are you going to see down there, mate, in your big weekend away? Let everybody know that. They'll be fascinated here. <laughs> yeah, well, it's all Aussie rules. It's the other code. But, yeah, just um, the Swans in Richmond Saturday and head over. We're going to be now to get over to, to the other stadium, Marble, to watch uh, St Kilda and Essendon. Uh, Carlton Freeman on Sunday and Hawthorne and Geelong on Monday to go to the Storm, obviously, on, on Friday night. So I think we're down there, yeah, down there about two days. We'll catch five games, which, which is good fun, and probably spend the rest of the time at the casino, I'd imagine, at uh, Crown, giving a bit of money back. So, How so. unusual for you, James, to be spending time at the casino? Absolutely. We had a year off last year, Dave. Yes, it does. I, I mentioned COVID, but I did have a year off the casino and, and, and down in Melbourne last year, so I thought make up to it. Uh, make up for it so yeah it's good to get away and, and get down there catch up with uh, Andrew Barber and a few guys that I haven't caught up with for a while Jimmy you were mentioning a minute ago about um, uh, some of the halves uh, and particularly Tyrone Peachy can you tell everybody as someone that's played at six and, and in next to the scrum yourself a lot as well as fullback how important it is to have a forward pack that's at least gaining equilibrium and perhaps advantage over the ad line it makes an enormous difference to blokes like Tyrone Peachy to do, weave their magic, doesn't it? Absolutely. I'll go back to, unfortunately, back to Manly. Cherry Evans is a perfect example of that, too. The forwards are going forward. The defensive line's always on the back pedal and just gives the halves and, and whatnot room to move and room to ball play and get to the line. If, if the forwards get smashed, the defensive line's straight up at them. Every tackle's just, just impossible. But, but as I said, David Feeder and Big Tino, and I won't try and pronounce his last name, um, into the Titans side, just yeah, allows Tyrone Peach to have Jamal Fogarty and Tanner Boyd in the halves there, just allows them that space to to run around. Peachy just plays that utility and just, just gets in and around and just pops up all over the field. Um, the, the side they've got there that they've put together seems to suit Tyrone Peachy and, and Holbrook's coaching seems to, seems to suit him as well. His first, uh, second year into the Titans now, he's starting to have a bit of an impact, Justin Holbrook. Absolutely. I could, couldn't agree more. The Sunday afternoon game is actually a very interesting game now with the Dragons actually finding some form. Although, Ben, I can't believe Ben Hunt played on a broken leg. I know Tiger Woods has done it at Torrey Pines in the US Open. But to play contact sport with a broken fibula is ridiculously brave. Yeah, Either brave or silly or both. Newcastle and, Newcastle and St George, 4.05 on Sunday afternoon. There will be... A massive public holiday crowd on Easter in Newcastle. In fact, that'd be a wicked afternoon is having a few at the GR, then heading to the footy and then kicking on later on elsewhere, maybe heading back to the Black Butt or the GR or wherever. It'd be a massive afternoon in Newcastle. Where do you see this one going? Newcastle and St George Illawarra, Jimmy? Well, as you said, with the crowd, I think they're back to New South Wales. I think it's back to 100% capacity, so they may push into the high 20s, the, the, the night's crowd, if it's a nice sun out of the weather forecast. But um, a huge crowd behind them. But, but the Dragons are a bit of a bogey side. When they come to Newcastle, they generally they, they do pretty well. Um, I think the Knights will win, but I, I think it's a really tight game. Um, Pong is still not there. Um, Barnett's in doubt, which is, which would be a huge blow for the Knights if Barnett goes down. He's at a calf niggle. Yep. Um, I noticed number seventeen, Blake Green's back for his uh, back from his ACL reconstruction. Um, he, uh, he could, where they where he plays, I'm not a whole heap sure whether Kurt Mann just comes back off onto the bench as the utility, and 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 Blake Green goes to five eight. They might be able to play Kurt Mann as a bit of a roving lock. I'm not a whole heap sure. Obviously, they'll have their plans there. But St George probably got played into a bit of form last week by uh, by Manly. Um, 
Zach Lomax has scored 34 points in the last two weeks. So he's, he's scoring tries and, and kicking goals. Um, I think the only rule out, I think they've got Jack Bird, who had a bit of a brain explosion last week and decided to stomp on someone's leg um, while he's on the ground. But that, that's a tight game. Well, that's, that's definitely a 1-12. to I'll back the Knights, but it's definitely a 1-12 to game, I think. So George has, has got a good record generally in Newcastle. And, and yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll go the Knights just. Barnett being out, it'd probably really make it a, 50, a, a really 50-50 game. Couldn't agree more. I think that'll be a very interesting game. The Sunday late game is very dangerous for the Roosters. It's the Roosters and the New Zealand slash Central Coast Warriors at the Magnificent SCG at 6.15pm. This is a dangerous game. Young Sam Walker, the son of Ben, makes his debut for the Roosters. The Warriors will be circling this game as a plus, as a plus, plus game for them. If they can get away with this one, they're flying the Warriors. Absolutely, yeah. You never ride a champion team off it. Kiri been out for the season. I, I don't think the, the Roosters can win the comp this year um, with Kiri out. Um, Adrian, I was going to say Adrian Lamb. Adrian Lamb's young bloke. Lockie Lamb is also out for a little while. It was in the halves. They lose both halves. Um, there is talk of a bit of a reshuffle, um, I think. But um, how that works, I'm not healthy sure. I think Joey Manu, I was talking to him, he's been named to centre. He's under six. Drew Hutchison to hooker. Brett Morris into the centres, which would bring Ikevalu under the wing, I think was the latest talk this afternoon. Um, Victor Radley back is a positive. Um, here's, here's a little quirky stat. Brett Morris has played 14 games against the Warriors and never lost, so that might be something the Roosters can, can hang their hat on and hope that that continues. But, but the Warriors, yeah, huge comeback, 21 points down, I think it was last week. Yep. 21, 23, something in, like that. Um, in Canberra you know, as well. That's a very hard place to win. I mean, admittedly, it's early in the season in Canberra and it's not minus 237 degrees, but it's still a very, very good performance from them. It's a it's the sort of performance they will build on. Nathan Brown and Phil Gould and the, and the crew will really build on that when they're getting ready for this game I, I, around the corner from my place in Tugra. Uh, James Tedesco, Roger Tuovas, the go head-to-head, which is, which is all... Unbelievable! Those two guys, two of us to check that try save and tackle right at the end on, on Jordan oh, Rappin last week. That how good was that? As well, oh. it was an amazing cover tackle. I think Adam Fanuel Blake's added so much to that sword pack. Um, it's a massive blow for Manly not having him there, but I think he's, yep. he's just added that extra bit of bit of punch to the uh, to the Warriors pack with um, guys like Tohu Harris and those guys have to do it all on their own now. I'm tipping um, the Roosters, but um, I'm, I'm hopeful more than confident. I might toss a coin with that, but yeah, I, I still lean at the Roosters, but. Gee, it wouldn't surprise me the Warriors winning. The West Tigers have the last game on Easter Monday, that part of a double, uh, two games in the one weekend at Stadium Australia as part of the show against the Eels. Um, West Tigers showed some real ticker in defeating Newcastle. I was most impressed from a side that I didn't think had much culture, but they won't beat Parramatta. No way. No, I think Parramatta comfortably... But um, Dane Laurie at fullback's been unreal for, for the Tigers. Yes. Got him from Penrith, he was, I, thought, well, I would assume he would have been, if he didn't get the three votes last week in the Dally Ems, um, he, he, must, he was probably pretty stiff not to, but he, his kick returns, he's, he's not much of him, but, but seems to bring the ball back really well and just run on that broken field, but comes up obviously against Gutho, um, who's also been in pretty good form, albeit with a man bun on top. I'm not so sure about that, Redders. No, 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 man. I believe is a hairstyle that you had. In your 20s, Dave, is that right? And the man by Abbas, why? Jimmy, James, you're being very rude now. 
And I can't say what I think because this is a nice G-rated podcast, but everybody who knows me will know what I'm thinking uh, and what I'm about to say to James off air. So, no, I won't comment. That could be less than 13+. plus. I think West might keep Parramatta really close until about 65, 70 minutes, but I can see Gutherson and a couple of other guys just getting them home over the line towards the end of the game. Oh, yeah, I think... Uh, I'd- yeah, 1-12 game for mine, but uh, if Parramatta gets a bit of a roll on them, they could potentially kick away, but the Tigers will be in the game. Um, Blake Ferguson seems to be having a better year already this year. Um, him and Steve off the wings has got, to, just got to bring that ball back off their own line a fair bit and really push forward. Ryan Madison's been named, but like, he, two years ago he missed eight weeks from the ball, falconed him in the head and knocked him out. This, this one was a, was a real bad knockout, so he's been named, but with his history, I wouldn't be surprised if they pull him out for another week. Um, and Nathan Brown, he's, he's he's a really, really good forward. I'm, I'm very, very hopeful that Manly can somehow grab him for next year because I know that, that his contract is at a stalemate with Parramatta for next year. But he's probably a bit undisciplined, but, but very aggressive. I like how he plays Nathan Brown. Yeah, he's, he's your sort of a guy. He's MAD. I'll leave it at that. He, I can He's just um, one for, again for our mate Justin Daly. Bryce Cartwright's been named in Jersey 21. So it's, uh, that maybe is a positive for the West Tigers if Bryce Cartwright somehow sneaks into the, into the 7 8. Uh, <laughs> oh, Bryce Cartwright, there's a guy with an interesting history. Jimmy, yes. before I go before I go to your multi, the biggest thing that's happened in the NRL this week, other than injuries, is the um, 18 man rule. The 18th man rule, which looks like it's going to be brought in in round five in the um, NRL. And it's going to come in only when there's three players that have got a failed HIA. So very different to the Australian Football League. Jimmy, very briefly before I do go to your multi for the week, your thoughts on the 18th man rule from round five? I know we spoke about this last week. What are your thoughts, please? It's interesting. I'm not sure how many games ever there've been three guys knocked out for HIA. So obviously it happened in two games last week with with um, Canberra, and I think Cronulla finished with no bench. But uh, it's how many times that the 18th man is actually going to get used? If that's what the rule is, I don't see it's a bit hard to fake it being knocked out. Um, the independent doctor's certainly not going to put his license at risk by. No, he's not. By saying he's going to be knocked out, so I don't. I don't think. It's, there's probably a bit of a, a little bit of a non-issue because I don't see anyone's going to use it. But um, yeah, it's got merit. I think it's definitely got. Nowadays, it's definitely got merit for HIAs, but whether maybe for two, maybe not three. Um, injuries, no, I don't like the injury part of it. As, as I said last week, it's a um, it's a contact sport, which injuries part of the game. But I think the way we treat HIAs these days compared to what it used to be like when you used to run back on it and then keep playing. Um, I don't mind it for that, but yeah, for three, well, I'm not so sure it's ever going to get used anyway. I don't think any game, I don't remember any game I've ever seen that's had three guys knocked out. I still think the AFL's got it right personally, but anyway, we'll have to wait and see how that goes, and they're giving them a couple of weeks. Um, but look, I think it's a very, very interesting thing to talk about, and it'll be fascinating to watch the progression of that when it comes into play and whether it actually ever gets used. Um, Jimmy, your multi of the week, mate, your three-prong multi for everybody. And, of course, everybody bet with your head and not over it. Jimmy, your multi for the week, my friend. Well, I've had to – the early games, obviously, are a bit of a, bit of a blowout by the looks of it. So, we're going, it'll be 13-plus. I'm going to throw a couple of try-scorers into those early games. Well, just, just Penrith 13-plus yep. outright into um, South 13-plus and Latrell to score a try. Right. 
Melbourne Storm 13 plus with that card to score a try. Okay, so, so again for everybody, that's Penrith to win 13 plus outright. That's the Rabbits to beat the Doggies 13 plus with Latrell Mitchell to score a try. He who loves, he's on the same diet as Arjuna Ranatunga. And the Melbourne Storm to beat the Broncos 13 plus with the Fox, Josh Adokar to score a try. Jimmy, Absolutely, before... you get seven dollars on that on sports bet, right? As I don't know about, about the others, but sports bet seven dollars for that. So that's actually not too bad considering those guys. I think those two sides will score a lot of points. I think this week. So, Jimmy, enjoy your weekend in Melbourne, mate. It sounds like a fantastic sporting event. It sounds like my sort of thing, particularly going to Amy Park to watch Brisbane and Melbourne. That'll be a cracking game. What is a magnificent place to watch sport? I've I've had the privilege of watching two games of sport there, and it's a it's just a wonderful place. Yeah, I yeah, looking forward to sort of trying. I'm trying to get down to Melbourne once a year at least, uh, but obviously last year it didn't quite happen. So, um, yeah, it's an excitement. Smith, I think, from the AFL, we thank him a lot for, for the tickets and the passes that he's, he's managed to organise us all. So, um, he'll be sitting in the prime seats as well. So I'm looking forward to it. Good on you, Jimmy. Um, Jimmy, thank you so much for your time. Look forward to catching him with you next week, brother. Thanks, Redders. Talk soon, mate. Shall do. On behalf of the great Jimmy Newbound, this has been David Redden with the Jimmy and Redders NRL podcast for um, for this round, round four. Looking forward to catching up with you all very shortly. On behalf of Jimmy, this is David. Good night, everyone.